Chapter Seventeen of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. The Slibbervox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: Laying a Track. She laughed softly over the vases when they were finally set in triumph in their places. Bright-colored autumn flowers were beginning in all their glory, and Sarah Jane had reveled in them. Crimsons and yellows and scarlets abounded being placed in contrast to each other as if in a sort of wild ecstasy they had rejoiced in the display which they could make this she found applied only to one of the vases the other surprised and touched her it had been placed in front of her own plate and held only a single white rose it looks like you said sarah jane pointing to it all white things do miss ransom thank you said miss ransom her voice breaking into a laugh and her tears very near the surface it began to touch her deeply and in a sense to humiliate her to see the almost worship which this ignorant girl bestowed upon her simply because i have treated her like a human being she said to herself how starved the poor creature's life must have been all these years i wish i could make it up to her i wish i could give her such a hold upon life the true life that she could never be starved any more the week was also an interesting one to the minister in his study he worked over his sermon as he never had before his list of words had puzzled him written with stephen's untrained hand and the orthography was so remarkable that more than once had the reader alone at his study table thrown back his head and indulged in a hearty laugh at the poor fellow's expense but he did more than laugh he entered into this thing with the zest of a teacher bent on winning his pupil if from the list presented before him he could gather a theme which would speak to the soul of this young man and awaken it to a vigorous and healthful action so that it should not only become a soul saved but a soul at work for the redemption of others that would be an object worth living for i will work for a soul he said exultantly to himself he read the list not only with care but with prayer he conjectured rightly that a boy who had been so much interested in words had probably learned his list fairly well by this time what a thing it would be if he could weave a large number of them into his subject and still keep the central aim in view no after careful thought he would not try for a large number that would confuse the uncultured brain he would choose say half a dozen strong vigorous words which would weave into the thought he had in mind and make it so plain as to force the one who understood them to think of their connections he went down the list with pencil in hand in search of a keynote and marked it presently with a great deal of satisfaction son of righteousness what idea had that phrase conveyed to the mind of stephen mitchell not much certainly he was not used to figurative language of that character the minister determined that the son of righteousness should be his central figure after that his work was easy the next word should be surrender no rescue a world in darkness no a soul in darkness 
lost in an impenetrable fog a storm gathering and the sun of righteousness rising to dispel it to rescue the soul then came the word surrender it was a necessity in order to the rescue even the glorious sun of righteousness could not dispel the midnight of the soul unless that soul willed it to be so free to choose to walk in the dark if he would free to choose to revel forever in glorious light and liberty then there was bondage he would like to picture a soul in bondage the darkness of it the hopelessness of it the dire necessity for rescue obstacles yes he could use that word there were undoubtedly obstacles in the way when did satan ever see a soul trying to escape from bondage that he did not invent them in short the minister was held to his study that week by a sermon such as he had imagined he would preach in the days which already seemed so far behind him but which since he had fairly entered upon the work of the pastorate he had been unable to prepare well he inquired as he grasped stephen mitchell's hand having overtaken him in the aisle at the close of the next sabbath morning service how did it work my friend i found them said stephen briefly but with a significance in his voice which meant something positive though the minister could not quite decide what i had a feeling that you were so interested in that list that no word belonging to it could escape you did i succeed at all in making their meaning plain why yes said stephen plain enough a fellow would have to understand what you were driving at part of them i am i guess and the other part you need said stephen ransom catching the boy's meaning undoubtedly you need rescue no soul save those who have been to the sun of righteousness for light but what walks in darkness have you any idea how much i thought of you and prayed for you while i was preparing that sermon if you have you will think about this matter if only for the sake of comforting me this with a half laugh that had a touch of sadness about it and was altogether winning but stephen was not to be won he was intensely interested in the sermon so far as it was connected with his list of words he was interested in the minister he wanted to see more of him hear more of him and to learn words but no ray from the sun of righteousness had yet penetrated his heart on the contrary he felt in a sense disappointed because mr ransom was trying to turn his thoughts in that direction i don't know nothing about religion he said as he drove slowly homeward alone sarah jane's work being not yet finished at the manse i don't know nothing about religion and i don't want to know not yet a while there is lots of other things to learn first i just wish he wouldn't pitch it at a fellow he ain't like the other ministers none of them ever troubled me before i like him the best of any of them to be sure but i don't want to know about them things queer though how he fitted in them words six of em and he acted just as though they were made to fit them places he's a smart fellow i wished i knew just a little corner of what he does oh maxwell his sister said as soon as they were together in the privacy of his study 
you preached a sermon for me this morning the kind i want and have been watching for i preached for a soul he said eagerly i am fishing for a soul helen i know i was so glad to hear the ring of it didn't you notice what a different impression it made upon the people they went out ever so much more quietly than usual not a person told me what a lovely sermon that was but i heard deacon watson ask young mr simmons if he could not begin to come to the prayer meeting again now that the summer's hurry was over oh depend upon it maxwell such sermons will bear fruit such words were pleasant to the young minister's ears he had had many compliments for his preaching which had been valued for what they were worth and thought of afterward with a sigh for they emphasized to him as failure but to-day he had glowed with new energy he had been working for results and his prayer at family worship that evening was so earnest and pointed that his sister at least knew that some one soul was pressing upon his heart he gave himself with just as much earnestness to his study during the following week only to be disappointed on the sabbath stephen mitchell for whom he had prepared another sermon did not appear in church as soon after breakfast the next morning as he could accomplish it mr ransom was in his saddle on the way to the mitchell farm i have brought you a package of papers he said to stephen whom he had espied in the barnyard they have all sorts of farm articles in them some of them i should think would be of practical interest to any one who was so fortunate as to own a farm that horse of yours has a very intelligent face and he is almost a match for mine in size is he not the two stood there together talking about horses and pigs and other matters pertaining to farm life until stephen had recovered from his surprise and confusion then mr ransom came to the special object of his visit i missed you yesterday my friend and it was a sore disappointment my sermon was prepared with a special view to your list i think i succeeded in making clear some words which would have interested you i hope no one is ill at home if stephen had not been trying to be polite he would have laughed it occurred to him as a surprising thing a thing which marked what sarah jane would have called a difference in their lives to be cross-questioned in this way about his non-appearance in church certainly none of the family had been so regular in their attendance as to have their absence awaken surprise or anxiety on the contrary to have appeared there for two sabbaths in succession might have astonished the congregation nevertheless there stood the minister searching for a reason stephen cast about him for one honest enough to meet those keen clear eyes which were studying him with evident interest i'll tell you the downright truth he said suddenly i ain't been no hand to go to church along back for a good many months i said i wouldn't go no more i didn't see no use in it but last sunday i was interested in my words and i'd like to have come again but i made up my mind it wasn't going to do the fact is i ain't got clothes that are respectable we're harder up than usual this fall somehow or else the clothes are harder up 
with a grim smile they're wore out i suppose that's the common sense of it and i made up my mind thinking it over that it wasn't the fair thing to go to church and sit among nice-dressed people looking like that and i'd stay at home mr ransom looked and felt bewildered himself brought up in a home where if there was not much wealth there certainly was not poverty he had been able to have whatever seemed befitting his circumstances he tried to imagine how it would feel not to have suitable clothes he was not especially fond of clothes himself at least he did not know that he was but he decided then and there that it would not be pleasant not to be suitably attired he had not noticed stephen's sunday dress particularly he tried to recall it now and realized that it was shabby it was hardly worth while to counsel stephen to rise above dress and come to church in whatever he had people further advanced in christian knowledge than stephen mitchell had not been able to rise above this thing how was it to be expected that he could people ought to have suitable clothes to wear to church was this young man's conclusion how could it be managed not for the world at large immediately but for this one young person before him in whom for the time being all his interests centred if he could put his hand in his pocket and draw forth the sum needed to furnish the boy with an entire suit of respectable clothing that would certainly be the easiest way out of the difficulty but he looked at the strong-limbed rugged-faced young man before him noted the lines about the mouth which on occasion could settle into firmness or even obstinacy remembered those flashes of feeling in the gray eyes which he had seen once or twice and decided that such a course was not open to him poor the mitchell family certainly were but it was a poverty which would have to be handled carefully mr ransom made a comparatively short call and galloped home without stopping at the bascombs although fanny who had seen him pass dusted the parlor carefully and put herself into her most becoming dress to wait for his return certain that he would not pass them by without a call fairly in his study he summoned his sister to a council come and help me helen i'm fishing for a boy and have struck a ponderous obstacle i want that young mitchell to come to church regularly i am preaching sermons prepared especially for him and he tells me he has no clothes to wear he stopped over this sentence and looked so perplexedly at his sister that she could but laugh so that is your obstacle it is a formidable one i confess one is always running against it in christian work of almost any sort poor stephen i sympathize with him his clothes really are dreadful i thought he had a good deal of courage or an almost unfortunate indifference to make him willing to come to church at all is that true i remember he looked shabby but i did not consider the matter very closely it takes women to think of these things what can we do helen if i could send him to the tailors and order the bills sent to me the matter would be easily settled but it is out of the question we must think of some way for him to earn them could he come here maxwell 
the minister shook his head too far away he is needed at home all day and after a day's work for himself and his horses to think of driving into town and accomplishing anything is not feasible suppose he could what could i set him at oh there are things that might be thought of if we had him here could he copy anything for you do you think mr ransom laughed i would show you his list helen if i did not think it would be a breach of confidence he has shown great ingenuity in his manner of spelling words no copying is not to be thought of yet a while at least but there must be some way in which we can hold out a helping hand to such a young fellow as that i feel sure there is grand material to work upon and whether there is or not we are bound to do our best yes said his sister with a bright look for her brother this was the brother she had been used to and he had been lost for months if it was the mitchell family who had brought him back to hearty interest in humankind again she owed them a debt of gratitude meantime her eyes roved thoughtfully about the study taking in the rows and rows of books the shelves of pamphlets the pigeonholes lettered and numbered and filled what was there in all their intellectual life which could be made to fit into the life of stephen mitchell suddenly her gaze rested upon a formidable pile of papers of miscellaneous character which refused to be arranged in orderly shapes but bulged out and overflowed the box that was trying to hold them max couldn't he cut out the marked articles from those papers and place them in their envelopes that doesn't require a very great deal of literary power and it is of an intellectual nature perhaps his orthography might possibly be improved by the process there is a good deal of work crowded into that box it would consume a number of his evenings i fancy and you keep me so busy with your numerous other schemes that i don't know when i am to get to them her brother turned quickly in the direction which she indicated the marked papers he said with a relieved air helen you are a genius that is the very thing nothing but scissors and patience are needed i can supply the one and it is my belief that he has the other when there is something to be accomplished thereby i can give him a package of envelopes marked like those in the scrap cabinet and he can make files for me who knows but his eye may rest upon something while he works which may have an influence upon his whole after-life living is very interesting helen he turned from his papers and gave her one of his bright looks it is so wonderful to think that the very next step one takes may influence a soul the next day but one after this conversation took place a very interesting tableau to some people might have been witnessed in the mitchell kitchen it was in after-supper order neat and clean the table was drawn into the middle of the room and had two lamps burning on it this in itself was an unusual luxury in the family kerosene like everything else was used with sparing hand and one small light was expected to supply the family needs even during a long winter evening but on this night there was rare work to be done 
and Mrs. Mitchell herself had carefully filled and trimmed not only the kitchen lamp, but Sarah Jane's own, and set them both on the table. "'If Steve is going at scholar's work, he must have scholar's accommodations,' she had said. "'It's kind of wonderful, Josiah, that the minister should have picked him out of all the congregation to help him. Now ain't it?' Mr. Mitchell did not express his mind other than by an untranslatable sound in the throat, which apparently conveyed satisfaction to the mind of his wife. She went on with the work of putting the kitchen in extra array then, with as careful a hand as if she were managing rare glass or china. She arranged the files of papers, the package of envelopes, the sharp, bright scissors, and set forward the best chair which the house contained for Stephen to occupy. When the work was fairly commenced, Mr. Mitchell drew his chair out of the chimney corner, the better to watch his son, and Mrs. Mitchell made less progress at her patching than usual, because her eyes would constantly wander to see what great big paper Stephen was looking at now. End of section 17